Hey, welcome to the Coaches Show, presented by Campus Lounge, right here on ESPN 1600. I'm Jay Stickney, and joined by DU Hockey Head Coach David Carl. And uh, David, so good to talk to you. I, I know that uh, uh, you were unable to coach the last three games, and uh, it's got to feel good for you to be back on campus and back in practice with your team. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, obviously the the team and the staff did a great job uh, in my absence. Uh, one all four games, three shutouts, only uh, two goals against, and uh, you know we go from I think we were maybe third or fourth in the NCHC rankings uh, standings, and now we're we're sitting alone in first place all by ourselves. So the staff. Um, and players leadership group uh, support staff did an exceptional job um, to no one's surprise, um, you know, and uh, took care of business and, and played very well, especially uh, this past weekend, not giving up one goal um, to Colorado College on the on the two game set. So very excited to be back, but obviously uh, very thankful and appreciative of, of all the work that everyone put in uh, while I was away. Yeah, I was I was kidding around with Dallas Ferguson uh, before uh, Saturday's game against Omaha that, you know, he and Tavis uh, McMillan were going to be sharing uh, the coaching duties behind the bench, but which one of them would get to call the one timeout? Um, <laughs> did you, <laughs> was it pretty much decided between them? Yeah, I'm sure they, uh, you know, as you know, those two have known each other uh, a very long time and, uh, so yeah, I, I was very confident their ability to look at one another and have a conversation about it. I think they used, I think they used one timeout um, throughout the four games on on maybe an icing call. I uh, can't remember which night it was. I, I think it was against Omaha, but um, yeah, I mean those two I think communicated a lot, obviously throughout the week, uh, through the preparation and and then into the games um, on the weekend. Did a, did a great job and. Um, you know, obviously got the results uh, that we needed. Well, I tell you, uh, Pioneers uh, really starting to uh, pick things up on, on both sides of the ice. Now ranked number five in the national polls. 5-0 win Friday night uh, over CC and then the 4 nothing shutout on Saturday night to secure the gold pan series. The trophy would uh, stay with the Pioneers. Um, but wow, Magnus Krona, three consecutive shutouts. 183 minutes and 16 seconds without giving up a goal. And then you got Cole Gutman, the senior, joining the uh, illustrious Century Club as uh, he had two goals on Saturday and now has 100-plus points. And, uh, you know, you don't see that very often anymore because guys are leaving after two or three years. Yeah, no, a 100-point uh, score is definitely – uh, a unique thing and you know Cole has done a, an excellent job uh, throughout his four years obviously uh, his sophomore year cut short by COVID last year his junior year dealing with um, a lot of the issues that that presented so you know for some of these guys you know it's it's great to see him getting back into a normal year or having a norm you know relatively normal uh, year for the first time and um, no his I think he's been a, a real good, uh, obviously really good player for us all year long. Um, has done an exceptional job being our captain, um, just reading the room and when to speak up, when to communicate with us as coaches. And 
um, has managed the, the room really well. And, you know, face-offs, I think if he's not the top guy in the country, he's top five. I mean, he's just over 60% on the year. He's taken a lot of pride in that. Um, that's huge for us five-on-five power play and on the PK. And I think more goals are going to start, you know, going in for him. I know he's up to nine now, but, um, you know, a guy who I think has had other chances and, um, again, we expect to, to get hot here at the end of the year. And so it's a good sign to see him scoring. And, uh, and then Magnus Crony, yeah, what, what more can you say? I mean, three straight shutouts. I've, I'm not sure the last time that's happened here. And, um, you know, just been really a, a calm customer there and goal for us and continues to grow and, um, you know, gain confidence and in the trust of his teammates. And, uh, you know, believe he's in a really good spot, um, as are many guys on our team. But, uh, definitely won us a game, uh, his first shutout, uh, that Sunday night game against Omaha felt like, and, and then was exceptional in both games against Colorado College. Um, rumor out there that, that no goaltender is shut out CC uh, on back-to-back nights uh, on a weekend. So if he did that, that's, that's quite an accomplishment in the most played uh, rivalry in college hockey. Well, and ironically, uh, their assistant coach this year, Peter Menino, one of the great goal tenders in du history yep yep no absolutely um peter uh obviously a very storied career here and um you know as a freshman winning a uh, a championship frozen four mvp and um and then as a senior I believe he led uh led the team to a, a wcha final five uh championship as well with with you know just exceptional goaltending so um yeah, to do it in front of Peter, another Denver great, uh, you know, all the more special, I think, probably for Magnus. It also reminds me, you know, former pioneer. I, I think I think you were in college um, or you were a student coach. I think you were a student coach um, at DU. But, uh, yeah, Yuho Okonora named Finnish goaltender on the Olympic team for, for Finland, which, you know, and the inter- international play has been – so very, very good as of late, but, uh, you know, that's a huge, huge, uh, moment for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's been, uh, you know, world championship goalie as well for Finland, um, has done a a remarkable job in his KHL career, um, over there in Russia and, uh, you know, gets, gets the call again to, to put on his country's Jersey and uh, excited to watch him in Beijing along with, uh, Nick Shore who uh, will be representing the United States. And so to have two guys uh, over there who were teammates uh, at the same time here at Denver, um, you know, great accomplishment for them individually. And, um, you know, we're, you know, really proud of them as a program to, to cheer them out on and uh, watch them do great things during the Olympics. So the pioneers uh, move on. They, they are going to, uh, you know, be traveling here now with the schedule sort of, getting messed around a little bit. They go on the road to Miami and then uh, come home before they have a back-to-back travel to uh, Western Michigan um, and uh, Omaha for that rescheduled game. But let's just talk about Miami just really quickly. And I I don't, you know, I I don't want to sugarcoat this. You you know, I have a way of of just trying to take the positive and everything. Um, But they were absolutely crushed by St. Cloud State last weekend. I mean, the Huskies beat them 11 to 1 and 8 to nothing. 
Um, and granted, St. Cloud stayed, you know, top five, top six program, the defending finalists for the national championship. But my God, what what happened there? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to watch those games. Um, and I haven't watched them. I've seen the box scores, seen some of the highlights, but we're we're watching the uh, the Duluth games from the weekend prior, um, just on an NHL sheet. Uh, Miami uh, definitely was much more competitive uh, against Duluth, uh, lost and tied. Um, and then they stayed out on the road. They stayed up in Minnesota that whole time. And so I don't know if that was a factor. Um, you know, St. Cloud is obviously a very dynamic Offensive team, definitely in their building as well. Uh, use the Olympic ice exceptionally well. And um, listening to Coach Bergeron talk about, uh, you know, in the post game, you know, I know he wasn't happy uh, with their execution or, you know, many of their players' care level and, and work ethic. So um, I would expect, you know, you're right. I mean, it was, it was, it was a dominating performance, 19 to one on the weekend by St. Cloud and, uh, you know, Miami, obviously we're going to get a team that, uh, just got embarrassed. There's no other way around it. And, uh, coming back into their home building after being on the road for, you know, two straight weekends, um, we expect, you know, a, a very good effort out of their team. And, um, you know, that, that has, that's usually been a hallmark of Burge's teams and, they played us real tough uh, starting this year, uh, but going back into the pod last year, uh, splitting with them in the pod, very good goaltender, uh, very hardworking team, and um, would expect that fully to be on display this weekend uh, when we go to Oxford. All right, well, we'll talk about Miami more when we return. We'll take a break from the Campus Lounge's Coaches Show on ESPN Denver. Welcome back to the Coaches Show presented by Campus Lounge on ESPN 1600. I'm Jay Stickney, joined by DU head coach David Carl. And, you know, coach, uh, here we are the last weekend in January for Pioneer Hockey, uh, number five now in the nation. And, and more importantly, you're in first place in the NCHC. I know certain teams haven't played as many games as other teams, but uh, you've got to be uh, – happy with your standing so far yeah I think yeah we, we obviously are um you know outside of you know I think when you look back at the year so far um you know that four game losing streak was as we thought it would be in the moment of a blessing in disguise got us to you know reset and focus on you know some different things um that have propelled us now I think we're 12, one and one since that moment. And, um, you know, team playing with a ton of confidence with and without the puck, a goaltender playing with a ton of confidence that, um, you know, makes us a, a really hard team to beat. And so uh, we've been able to string some wins together here within conference play, um, you know, to the point where we're, we're first in points and points percentage. And, uh, but, but at the end of the day, we're, at, we're only at the halfway point in the league play and, um, we definitely want to keep our foot on the gas here, continue to improve, focus on our process. Um, because again, it's, it's not about where you're at the last weekend of January. Um, it's where we want to be in, in early April. And uh, we need to make sure that we continue to push and, and continue to get better um, and close gaps on teams in front of us. And 
and widen the gap on teams behind us. Uh, Coach, so much has been made of, of, of the second period success that this team has had this season. You know, three goals on uh, Friday night in at Magnus Arena in the 5-0 win against CC. But just overall, I mean, this second period, uh, this team just seems to absolutely come out. Uh, what happens in that locker room and, and how do you bottle that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is it goes to how we play and, and the puck possession game that we have. And if you look at, um, you know, it's funny, we, we don't like generate more shots um, in the second period. We don't, our differential on shots isn't any different. Um, I just think we get teams in a lot more vulnerable uh, positions in the second period when they have the long change. And uh, this team is to such a point right now where uh, we call the second period our short change uh, because we're, we're able to change in the offensive zone and the bench is much closer to for us. And, um, and so, yeah, there's something about it. I think there's a selflessness to our players uh, not overextending themselves. You know, oftentimes we see it, we get two or three changes um, to a D pairs one. And when you're the second or third line out there against that D pairing, um, they just don't have any juice left. The goaltender's tired, um, and it's really hard to defend us. And so, um, you know, I, I give our guys a lot of credit. They've bought into how we need to play in the second period. And, um, yeah, obviously, plus, what is it, 30, 34 on the year. Um, we always feel like a sign of a great team is is being dominant in the second period, and that's what this team's doing, um, you know, and definitely even more of late. So, uh, really a good sign, I think, for the overall development and uh, sign of, of the future for this group. Well, and then the, then the power play is, is, is absolutely picked it up. Um, like you were saying, ever since you've gone 12-1-1 one and, one and against uh, CC, the power play again, just a dominant force. Yeah, um, you know, against Omaha, we weren't real happy with it. Um, particularly on the, the Sunday night, we go three for 10 um, on it, but, but we were slow and lethargic and our execution wasn't very good. And, um, and then, you know, it was obviously a big emphasis to just play faster, move the puck quicker, um, you know, goes two for three on Friday night um, in our building. And in Saturday, again, a little bit slower than it was on Friday. I think that's maybe been a, a cause of concern um, on our power play is it's usually really good one night and, and just okay the next. And we need to have that, you know, consistency and killer instinct um, on both nights of the weekend, but, but all in all running at 26% and uh, fifth in the country. Um, we'll certainly take that. We have, we got real good players that, that generally are executing at a very high level when they get the opportunity um, to go over the boards and, and that just, again, it gives our team confidence, um, gives us more room five on five because teams don't want to take penalties. Um, so it, it all feeds into each other and into our game and getting the results um, that we've been getting. So you go to Miami, you've already beaten them twice. That was back on November 19th and 20th, another home sweep uh, for the Pioneers. Friday night, closer game is, is you win that one four to one. And then Saturday night, uh, really uh, put the pedal to the metal seven to one, the final and outshot Miami 48 to 15. What are they going to have to do to try to slow you down, especially 
uh, coming off what they just came off of with St. Cloud State. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm maybe not necessarily going to share what I think they need to do um, to Can slow you write us down, it down and send it. Yeah, maybe I should. Um, <laughs> I, I just think a little bit of what we talked about before. I mean, they, they got embarrassed on the weekend. They're, they're not enjoying themselves um, right now. And um, I would expect them to come out with a really concerted effort on Friday night, um, moving their feet, taking away time and space, getting physical, getting pucks to the net, um, and just really simplifying their game and, um, and working really hard. And so, um, you know, that'll be our challenge is matching that intensity um, on the road, uh, you know, our, our longest uh, conference trip of the year uh, going to the Eastern time zone. And then, you know, with the flight and then busing into Oxford, um, not an easy trip. And so it'll be important that, that we're in the right frame of mind, ready to work and, um, you know, continue to develop our identity um, and our attitude of, of being able to go anywhere regardless of the opponent and, and play to our standard. And so that's, that's what we're focusing on and, and excited to, to get that opportunity this weekend to go to Miami and try and showcase that. Yeah, and you think your guys uh, having so much success recently are having a lot more fun than they did earlier this season? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this group has, has really enjoyed each other. Uh, we felt like from the beginning, I think they're continuing to um, grow with one another and, and get better. Um, but there's no doubt. I mean, there, there's a, there's a level of confidence, um, to this group right now that, uh, that we haven't seen, you know, here in a little while. So, um, it's been really exciting to see. It's a, it's been a fun team to coach and, um, you know, I don't get the sense at all that they're satisfied. They, they want to continue to push the envelope and, um, you know, they're a very competitive group, um, and, and that's, that's really an exciting thing that they're not looking to rest on their laurels um, because we really haven't done anything yet. And uh, everything we want to accomplish is still right in front of us. And, and that's where our focus and our mindset is right now. Yeah. And, you know, um, Carter Savoy, who was going sort of, sort of through a mini slump there for a while, you know, he had three assists on Saturday and had a big goal uh, against Omaha. And it, it seems like he's, He's kind of coming out of his shell. I mean, this guy is, is so offensively gifted. Uh, you know, is it hard for him sometimes um, to, to battle through when, when things aren't going his way? Um, yes and no. I mean, any, uh, you know, he's a player that he wants to be putting the puck in the back of the net and he, he needs to get his shots, but he, in order to generate a lot of that for himself, um, you know, he's got to move his feet and win races to areas. And, um, and I mean, people are keen on him too. I mean, he's not a, he's not a secret, um, nor is anyone on his line. And so, um, but no, I mean, Carter, I think is, he's done a nice job of, of fighting through maybe a little bit of that where, where the bulls have not been, you know, last year it was, uh, for a lot of our group. I mean, the second half we, we ran into a little bit of a wall and, you know, you don't sense that this year with Carter's game or um, or many of our players. They they seem to be picking up steam here in what are, you know, quote unquote, the, the dog days of the season. They, you know, they're excited coming to the rink and wanting to get better and continue to push each other. 
Yeah, need to say happy birthday. Carter Savoy just turned 20 years old. Yeah, he's becoming an old man. I know. Well, it, you know, he could be me and it could be like 90 years later. Yeah. I mean, this um, is this is good, just turning 20 and having this sort of production. And, um, you know, the Pioneers he, have, have moved all the way up to number five in the rankings. I know you're you're only human if you, you look, but how much does it matter to you and, and the guys in the locker room? Uh, the pairwise, as you know, is is what we really look at, and we're third in that. And um, you know, I think that's you know seems to be pretty razor thin, one to one to six probably in there. So um, yeah, I mean, you you start to observe some of that stuff uh, now, and um, you know, when it comes to national tournament seating and things of that nature, and um, so yeah, there, there's a little bit more scoreboard watching. Um, this time of year with because the, the pairwise is becoming such a big factor um, as it as it you know gets better and better more accurate as the year goes with the more data points that it has so um, the, the polls are the polls I think they're they're things for people to talk about and look at we don't we don't really uh, well we I know we don't we don't talk about the polls internally um, at all it is what it is we, we expect to be a top five team top ten team um, year in and year out and um, you know this it's nothing new for for people in our room so I think from that standpoint it's business as usual um, focus on your next game because you don't know when COVID might cancel or postpone something and um, get to win the games that you're playing in the moment and and, uh, and focusing on those so we're squarely focused on Miami and and trying to get uh, above 500 on the road uh, for the season. Well, good luck Friday and Saturday night. I'll be there too. And I uh, can't wait to see you again behind the bench. Well, thank you, Jay. It'll be great to hear your voice. Uh, always good. Always good. Well, for Coach Carl, I'm Jay Stickney. This has been the Coaches Show presented by Campus Lounge. And we'll talk to you later.